Good morning, good afternoon, everyone, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Be Real podcast. I am your host, Michelle. Today, I'm excited for our guest, Sydney. Sydney, thank you so much for joining us today. I am excited to be here. So we'll just dive right in. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, some of the hobbies you like, some of the foods you like to eat. Um. So my name is Sydney Smooch. I am 25 years old from Arlington, Texas. Hobbies. Um, so I'm an artist and if my whole room, really my whole space in my part of my parents' house is just art. Um, then I very much enjoy walking my dogs throughout the day, uh, swinging in my hammock, spending time with like my friends, my family, a big like relationship oriented person. Um, and I was thinking about this because I had listened to one of your other podcasts and I was like, what is my hobbies? Uh, and I would think like the healing process is definitely a big hobby for me because I'm always uh, involved in it or trying to adjust. So I feel like that's kind of weird to say, but really is a part of my hobby. <laughs> so, um, and the foods I like. So I'm starting to become a big fan of asparagus. I have no idea why i just randomly started craving it and it was like okay and i had it this morning Mwah. delicious how about you asparagus is one of my favorites too i actually it's my go-to vegetable besides broccoli for when i'm kind of just in one of those blah moods and then of course after a ptsd episode i usually have popcorn and peanut butter m&ms that's my my kind of like I put the uh, M&M's in the popcorn and it like melts and so you got the sweet and salty and it's so good. I can't remember what movie I watched that in. It's something about like President's Daughter or whatever and I've always been meaning to try that out but I've never done it. <laughs> so good and I do it at home now since we can't go out because of the pandemic which speaking of how has the pandemic impacted you and your mental health challenges? I use challenges because one of my guests said wellness is good so 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 mental health is at the bottom of the list let's try mental health challenges so i'm trying a couple different things to see what word works best for the mental health community so how has the pandemic impacted you when it comes to your mental health oh it's done me great <laughs> um because i'm an introvert so i haven't felt shame and guilt around not being around my friends or um if I'm having a bad day, not saying no, right? Because I'm working on personally having boundaries. But it's also giving me a lot of time to realize, like, uh, I have rejection issues from deep-seated, um, something kind of shock happened to me when I was five, which changed my whole way of seeing the world. So it's really given me time to really just reflect and realize that, I'm okay and I'm safe being in my body, being here, and all the people that are around me don't reject my ADD. Um, I'm extremely emotional. They don't reject that. So just kind of learning how to be present here has been my biggest thing with being the pandemic. I know for a lot of people, um, it's affected their mental health, but it's done me personally great. 
So how do you think it's going to change then once all the restrictions are kind of lifted and we kind of get to go back to what we call normalcy? I mean, I know, I know it's not ever going to be the same. I know we'll be able to like, you know, go to concerts and sporting events and things like that. So do you think then it'll have a, a negative effect or do you think because this has helped you kind of grow as an individual actually help you as we go back to normalcy? I think it's actually going to help because I was in a group with uh, is Frankie Simmons. She taught like basic techniques for anxiety. Um, and then also like last night I went out with my friend to a drive through poetry event. And um, this morning I messaged him. I was like, Hey, look, like I wasn't ready for you to be emotional. And so this is how we need to adjust and realizing like people aren't rejecting me, but they're having their own human experience and working together um, I think it's prepared me for everything I want to do in life which is public speaking um, which is helping people so is it going to be an adjustment of course because I'm still going to have to use the word no and I don't like using the word no but um, it's definitely going to be better than what it was before I could say that you talk about setting boundaries has it been hard to do that since you know you started the process or has it been easier for you when it comes to your mental health and you know taking care of yourself so when i look back at the journey because this is a four-year-long journey of really um so i had chronic depression when i was 19 i didn't really start the process of healing till i was 21 i'm 25 now and um i was a big people pleaser and so saying the word no was not in my vocabulary. Um, and then throughout the process, right, I've had to, like, I was a part of this group, Shamanic Breathwork, and during the weekends, I was like, I'm not talking to you guys, like, I love you, but setting that boundary is a consistent growth process. It's not something that, like, I thought at the beginning where it's like, I set my boundary, and this is how it works and everybody's going to respect it. No, <laughs> you know, so um, it's just a constant, like anything else in the healing journey, it's always recycling self, new ways of looking at it. And always to me, everything I've gone through is back to just being human. Right. And um, also, uh, so I took ethics in college and, there's this ethics theory called duty. Like you have duty to self and duty to others. Back then I was very altruistic. I had duty to others, hardcore. Having that, that balance with duty to self, taking care of me, taking care of my emotions and et cetera, my mental health. Um, and then also taking care of others. Just having that balance is a huge thing. Personally for me, because I know like if you look at my personality, I'm an INFP and we're super altruistic. And so we don't know what it means to take care of ourselves. So we have to teach ourselves that, so. Well, that's definitely, uh, you know, you talk about your healing uh, process. Can you share a little bit about what that's been like for you? Ooh, okay. Um, so, because there's so much to unravel, right? Um, healing process for me has consisted of therapy, has consisted of breath work, um, personality test, 
uh, finding safe places to be, if that's in poetry event that I feel safe in, if that's around my sister, if that's around my boyfriend or friendships. Um, and really learning to be me, right? Because as much as like depression, you know, is a part of my story, the, the true reason why I have depression because I felt chronically alone for most of my life, right? And so during this healing journey, it's all been about me learning who I am, not being a people pleaser, not um, being always in panic. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Do you love me? Because the more I understand myself, the more I see myself, I hear myself. I put myself around people organically that reflect that back to me. Um, and there's been a lot of crying because <laughs> that's a part of my healing process. Um, a lot of having to realize that, like I always say, like going back to being human, right? Other people are different than me. And because of that, they react differently. When they share their emotions, they might not be as attuned to their emotions as I am or as like vocally emotional as I am. Um, realizing like even with my parents that they have different communication styles than me. My dad's a driver. My mom is a, a uh, analytical. So my mom is always about things being right and having things like with facts. That's not my personality at all. <laughs> my dad <laughs> is all about um, straight to the point, miss the emotion and tell me like, get to the point with me. I always felt rejected, right? Because of the fact that it's like, I am all about emotion. I am all about expressing myself, my feelings. How do we get from point A to point B? Because that to me makes sense. And I, I share this because of the fact that this thought process I'm telling you, I had to go through a lot to realize people do love me. They do care. They don't reject me different and anyway, I got to respect those differences and doing that has gone has made me go from extremely like depressed alone uh feeling as if I'm not in my body so the best way I can explain it for most of my life is feeling like my body is here but my spirit is like miles away and um just kind of I lost my train of thought oh <laughs> Um, if you can't tell ADD, uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? <laughs> you were just talking about your, your, your healing process and, and how you had to train yourself through, through this journey. Okay. That yeah. Okay. So yeah, I felt distant from myself to now being the person where, like I'm telling you, even more and more feeling in my body, feeling as if people aren't rejecting me. They do understand me. People are willing to adjust with me as I'm willing to adjust with them. Because back in the day, I was a doormat. And I always thought relationships were one-sided. No, it's both ways, right? And we're always giving and taking, giving and taking. And um, really going from someone who wasn't themselves, right? Because that, that was the essence of my depression. Because I didn't understand. We didn't know my family had ADD. Um, I didn't really understand, like, my dyslexia and how it didn't impacted me um 
I didn't understand my personality, my communication style, all these things. And because of that, uh, Jim Carrey has this quote that says something like, your body's tired of like playing an actor that it's not supposed to play. Like I was exhausted from that. And um, every time I know I'm on the right path of my journey when I feel a little bit tired and I have to learn to kind of flow with it. So the fact that I'm letting go of any control issues I have with myself, expectations and et cetera. So then I just step into the flow state person I am because I'm a highly creative person, highly emotional. It's all about flow. It's not about deadlines, to-do lists. It's just not. But when I was younger, that was me. And that's why I was always anxious. So um, also I want to put in there a big, big part of my healing journey was healing trauma. Because um, as much as you can understand personality types and every everything, which I've done, healing that trauma just added on to it. So everything I learned could be a part of that space and all that energy is gone. So it's not just me regurgitating the same thing and the anger and sorrow and the feeling of that nobody likes me, nobody cares. Um, because I have a great friend, he's a two-time NASA recipient, uh, what, Grant, and he told me, which also changed my life, which was, there's two ways of like processing the world. There is, you are um, a thinker to feeling or a feeling to thinker. And for me, I'm a feeling to thinker. And so as much as I had those understanding, I had to feel it for everything to really just make sense. And I couldn't feel it because I had trauma blocking it. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it does. And you know, I commend you on your healing process. I know it's always different for everybody. Everybody's situation is different. And you know, one of the things a lot of people have shared is they journal a lot. So do you ever journal or is that kind of something that you don't really do? My journaling is art. Um, that's my meditation. That's my, I'm actually creating a book. Well, it's art and poetry. So my first book I'm creating literally goes from my like really depressed self to where I am now. And that journey of me expressing myself and like you can see the anger, the pain and etc. cetera. Um, that was my journaling through the healing process. Now I'm journaling more for like letting go of certain belief systems um but if i had to say like what do i do more it's definitely art <laughs> is it like contemporary art um you know a little bit of everything i would say abstract uh impressionist um just because like like i said always flow state always something that's very it has to be colorful it cannot be black and white if you see something for me that's black and white to me what it's communicating to me is that that's something i need to step into because of the fact of it's something i'm missing internally when it has a bunch of color then i'm stepping into who i am so that's how my art communicates to me and i'm also writing a book on that too where it's like using art as a way to understand yourself and what you're going through because journaling is not for everyone um i've always hated writing right i have dyslexia it always triggered me made me feel stupid so i'm not gonna write but drawing just always made me feel as if like 
somebody understood me, saw me, and got what I was going through. And it was also my way to communicate, right? Because words are not always my most effective way to communicate to everyone. So, so, you know, we have a good portion of listeners that are college students, some that are heading into college, some that are already in college, and some that are graduating. Do you have any advice for them as they're going through that journey if they, you know, might be diagnosed with anxiety or depression or just having a rough time with their classes and are, like, ready to give up? Oh, yeah, because I hated college. <laughs> I had a full ride to college, but I hated it. The only reason why I finished it is because I had a full ride. Um... So there's a lot I could say. One, the most important is that the mental illness doesn't define you, um, right? Because I could say my ADD define me, defines me, what's wrong with me, why can't I be normal, why can't I be this? No, what my ADD allows me to do is a lot of projects that um, fulfill my soul in different areas of my life. It also allows me to so this goes back to personality right um to connect the dots where other people can't it allows me to be very adaptable and not feel frustrated with it um and i don't i don't want to say it's a gift it's just a part of who you are like it's not your identity but it's a part of you so shaming it like I did is not going to help the situation at all. Um, learning to understand it is what really learning to understand anything about yourself is what helps you get through life, not just through college. Also, if you are a super creative, you got to find ways to do things that work for you rather than, um, like me, uh, try to be where you have a to-do list, you do things the way everybody else does, just because that's just not how you work. It's College is all about learning about you, learning to understand who you are, and what do you, what value do you bring to the world after college, right? Um, and I see a lot of people get out of college, they have no idea about that, they just go through it, and you think it's just about getting the grade, getting um, the degree, and now I'm somebody. No, to me, college was all about learning to understand me. How do I operate? What are my strengths? What do I bring to the world? So the fact of when I walk into anywhere I go, I know I bring value. I didn't realize I was doing that, but I was doing that. Um, and I wish more people would do that rather than just kind of skate through it. Um, also, too, like if you have a mental illness, definitely depression, right? One thing that really, I love the fact it's becoming like a big thing now that people are talking about. But one thing that frustrates me is where people are like, well, this is just me. And this is who I'm always going to be. This does not have to be you. It does not have to be who you are. Um, I've been there. I know that struggle. And definitely when you're in college and you're just kind of using it as a way to, um, two ways you can approach it, right? Use it as a way to ignore what you're going through or the other one to shame yourself because of the fact of why can't I be like everybody else? Why can't I get things done and all these things? I personally see depression as a way your body trying to communicate to you 
what it's ready to let go. And if we approach it that way, in my opinion, it goes back to learning to understand yourself, right? And in that journey, definitely through college, because you have more time than, you know, work and et cetera, typically, unless you're my job. But <laughs> um, it allows you to process information. And definitely for my introverts like me, we need time to process things alone, not around people. Now, extroverted people, you can go, 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 go. And that's a whole other different situation um so i hope that makes sense <laughs> it does and i and you're right because you know i was diagnosed when i was in college and i remember how tough it was trying to balance life and school and everything in between and that's when i built my roadmap i built a roadmap for myself and that's kind of like what helped me through those first couple of months of being diagnosed with PTSD. So no, what you said makes total sense. And I think a lot of people can agree with that and can understand that because it's tough when you're in college because it's your first time away from home if you're going out of state. It's your first time being quote unquote an adult because you have to manage your money, your time, everything in between. And then if you're working and you're part of clubs and sports and everything, you're like, okay, how in the world did I get from being a little high school student to a grown up this fast. Also, something I can say is you don't have to be like everyone else, right? Because we get caught up in like everybody else is doing this. So why can't I keep up? I am an introvert, my friend. I am a hardcore introvert. All that you just said brought me heck of anxiety because of the fact of I'm trying to be someone I'm not. And that was me when I first started college was I was going and I was going and I was miserable. Second route, second time around, cause I had to drop out. Um, what I did was I'm gonna do this for me cause I'm not gonna people please. And what is it that makes me to some extent happy? So I was in um, things that were on in school. Like I was in a uh, modeling group um, which helped me build confidence. I was creating my art. I was doing things that fed my soul rather than trying to be everyone else. So. so a lot of people listen to music and playlists. Do you have any suggestions for songs that people might be interested in listening to or groups that you might be like, this is one you just have to listen to? Okay, so this might make you laugh, but if you want to learn about like basic um basic life lessons listen to disney music that's what i did um <laughs> i tell you bare necessities was my jam um i got made fun of for it but honestly it was definitely like the basics of before i understood what that meant it was the foundation of it um now if you're somebody who is in need of like letting go of anger, which I do quite often, um, I listen to Chop Suey from uh, System of the Down, of course. Uh, I've been listening to Paramore lately. Um, then what else? I mean, and then if I'm like in a really sad mood, I have like a full playlist of it um, from Ariana Grande to Demi Lovato to. Um, There's definitely other people. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But uh, 
I mean, I for sure have a playlist, right? I just can't think of it. Just because I'm always going through emotions and music is the one thing that's like, oh, you get me, so. No, I get it. I have um, 23 playlists on my Spotify account for everything you could imagine from PTSD to just feeling blue to just, I need one of those motivational days. Like, you're right. I have Disney. I have Let It Go. I have, you know. Yes. <laughs> Um, I put some Hamilton on there from the Hamilton soundtrack because there's some songs on that. Really, it was really good. I need to watch it. Yes, I've watched it four times already. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something cool. new every day. So um, for you, Hamilton, for me, it's Legally Blonde. That that's, is my jam. That's a good one, too. But then I also, I, I watch all the Marvel movies. I've watched them, I think, four times already from start to finish because that's my other go-to safe places comic books so i mean Aww, yeah. yeah i get it i get it like so and you're right playlists are just so powerful i have you know some uh, aerosmith i have some metallica i have a little bit of the greatest showman soundtrack on there you can't go wrong with that playlist no no so i think that's i think that's important for people just to remember that there's so much out there you can use as tools when it comes to your mental health challenges and the more we can share with them the more they can start building their own quote-unquote shopping list as i like to call it what am i going to shop for today to help me get to the next phase of my healing process yeah and i think one thing is uh, cool for me is like uh, i'm sorry this makes me laugh now uh, Mulan's the song Reflection that used to make me fall hard and now I can listen to that song and I just feel so much love for that song because I'm like I'm not that person anymore and it, it could also be used as a tool to show you like how far you've come because I'm telling you I used to fall hard in that song because I was like when am I going to be good enough and when can I be my real self and when is that is that going to be accepted, which was a big part of, you know, the journey of learning about myself and understanding that I'm already enough and who I am as a person is lovable. And I think the coolest thing is in that journey is to meet other people who felt rejected their entire lives and then you helping them and them helping you to like help heal each other. It's the coolest experience. You give yourself any rewards when you've kind of accomplished something you've wanted in regards to the healing process or just in life in general? So that's something that's newer. Because um, I'm newer in my life, I've definitely been getting into, since the quarantine, um, self-care. So from I have these um, bath bombs I like to do every once in a while. Um, I really don't have goals. They just, like, it's... I hold the vision and then the vision comes true and lately it's now realizing holy crud I've done so much because I was just such in a hunger for a different life I wasn't paying attention to the small things so one of the goals for like my own personal company is helping people realize those things and then rewarding themselves because it is huge I have a girlfriend who just um, she lives with her aunt and she spoke up for herself and I was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's awesome because that's huge when you've never been able to speak up for yourself before. So um, for me, I'm learning to do that now. Um, 
I'm saving up money and like when I hit a certain goal, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give myself this Harry Potter carpet that I'm really excited for with wands and like the different elements. And I'm super excited for that. So it's a newer thing, but it's coming. So. Ah, I see you're a Harry Potter fan. That's awesome. Uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Now I'm not like my friend Casey who literally, Oh, Mandalorian, of course. Um, not like my friend Casey, where he could like know the whole history behind my thing, but I'm not a historian, so that none of that ever sounds joyful to me at all. Um, but like, Harry Potter was, who, what, what is her name? Luna Lovegood? That's my spirit animal. Like, I love her so much just because she's so weird, but she's most of the time, no, I mean, she's always right. <laughs> like, she's always, if you ever, nobody takes her seriously, but she's always right. And I'm like, why do you guys not take her seriously? Like, she always gets you to where you want to go. I don't understand, but you know, it's okay. So what are your top five favorite Disney movies since you're an avid Disney? Oh, um, okay, so Tangled, Brave, um, Moana, of course. Mm -hmm. So that's your second one. Okay. Which is funny because I don't watch it often, but there's a part of me that resonates with it very much so. Um, a part of me wants to say Mulan and then Frozen. I I love Frozen, but my boyfriend kind of screwed it up for me from his perspective, and I'm like, I love the music. And Olaf, Olaf is my guy. Like when he's like, Samantha? who's Samantha? And I was like, that's me every single day, like trying to come up with stuff. It's like, where did that come from? <laughs> so you've seen part two? Of course. So you know the scene where Anna's, oh, spoiler alert listeners, if you're listening, turn this down. So you know where Anna's in the cave, right? When Elsa um, gets frozen again and Olaf goes away. You know that song she sings? Uh-huh. Do you know it's about mental health? Of course. Of like I was crying when I was hearing that song. Like the one do the next uh next right thing, is that what she said? I feel like mm -hmm. I missed the word. Yeah. Um if I look at my journey, I never knew what like where to go, right? Like and definitely when you start at the beginning, everything feels like doom and the walls are ca walls are caving in and you're just like, what the heck do I do? But truly, just taking the next best step that you possibly can is all you could do. And that is enough. You know? Um, yeah, it made me cry. Well, I watched the Into the Unknown that Disney put out about making Frozen 2. And that's when I learned it was that song's about mental health. It's on oh, Disney. Oh, Like, that was definitely bad. I, I felt yeah. like it was. It was. If you watch it, it's a six-part series on Disney Plus called Into the Unknown. And it goes through how they made the movie. And that's one of the scenes they talk about. No, I'm gonna eat that up. I'm yeah, excited. I watched it. It was really good. I was like, what? This is mental health. Now it makes sense. So, yeah. Well, I feel like her whole entire journey is mental health, if you look at it, because 
you know, I, one reason why I love Frozen is because it goes from her being fearful of who she is to her consistently stepping into herself. Now, you can look and say, like, she was mean to her sister in the first movie and everything. But when you're depressed, you feel that, like, in some regards, you're like, yes, I have some sense of belonging to myself, but you still feel that rejection of others. So you're like, get away from me because at least I have this. At least I have this part of me that I understand. And then you're afraid of how you're going to affect people and everything. So I feel like the whole Frozen thing is um, it is mental health. Like even Olaf, like he could be a support animal if you think about it because just his personality and him um always kind of making you laugh and getting out of your head you know um that's what really olaf is about rather than you know yeah he's a humorous character but we all need that person in our lives that could snap us out of our thoughts you know and that was olaf you're right. So I always end my podcast with if you could give one piece of advice or advice to those that are struggling right now or just have been diagnosed, what would your piece of advice be? That's a hard There's always going to be people in life that tell you the end result of where you want to go, but where you are right now is perfectly okay. And also realizing the people that tell you the end result, there's two things. One, they've either never done it themselves or two, that's just a part of their personality and they don't know how to help explain to you how to get to that end result. Um, yeah, that's my advice. That's actually really good advice. Thank I really, really like that. I might, I might actually put that in your, in your description when I promote the podcast. I am so down with that because I'm all about trying to navigate personalities and rather than trying to villainize people, try to understand why do people do what they do and understanding so you have this sense of love and compassion for them and also love and compassion for yourself, not going to them for help right so well sydney thank you so much for joining me today and we would love to have you back i'm down um throughout the year so if you want to set up another uh appointment that would be awesome i you know sydney's going to be one of our ambassadors we're gonna get her set up to be a b ambassador for texas so uh stay tuned for that again guys thank you so much thank you sydney for joining us today and you guys have a safe weekend be safe out there social distance you know enjoy yourselves and we will see you guys next time